It's the Lakeland Sports Guys coming to you from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood, where today it's Thursday. The twice-baked potato with a ribeye steak sandwich is your favorite meal of choice on Thursdays. At least it is ours, and I'm told. Stan even asked uh, Howard before we began if there were any twice-baked potatoes left, and he said, oh, a few. They ain't Clyde's, they ain't Clyde's <laughs> Billy's where they're at, but anyway, I don't blame him for that either. Chris Cox here. I'm Tom Carroll. we got the coach, Dan Spivey, and joining us from the great city of Greenwood, South Carolina, the mayor, Brandon Smith. Glad to have you on board, my friend. Gentlemen, how we doing? Great. 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 Doing good. good. to see y'all. Yeah, exciting times. We've got a lot to talk about today, guys, as far Absolutely. as uh, the games that are coming up. we got some really good games that are going to be happening. we got some great college games to go, and we got Chris's chaos that's coming our way, too. So Yeah, you need, this is going to be a crazy one this week, bud. I mean, it's going to be crazy. There might be some firings after these, these yeah. chaos. Oh, In case you don't know what Chris's chaos is, is basically he picks an underdog that's going to just shock the world is what, <laughs> what it comes oh, out nice. to. So. Has it ever come true? Oh, oh yeah. 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 Ironically He's enough, yeah. Two or three last week. There's wow. supposed to, to be one this week that's going to really shock the world, and it's a fun belt against an ACC. Okay. Uh, so. Why, because Des Walker's um, eligible to play now? No, no, no! It's not gonna be. No, no. I, I don't think he's back yet. Is he? Because no, Mac Brown's no. still arguing. I think. No, no, no they, 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 they ruled, let him. They oh. ruled today that. Okay, so he's back. He's eligible now. I don't know if he's in game shape. I don't know why they're crying because you're undefeated right now without him. So yeah. I, I maybe not even would play the guy right now, but it just makes was, him that much better, yeah. though. So. Are you so are you picking Marshall to win? You called it, yeah. All right. yeah. I figured that's who it was. When oh you well, said that, that does does the fact that he's. Available changer. Oh, on a different team. Yeah, they're, they're playing NC State. Oh, NC State. That's NC right. State. That's right. My bad. Yeah. Matter of fact, he's state here is. the wrong day because I, his is on the list too. Um, so yours is right there. With Arkansas. That that could be one that flips. Don't the get switch. my don't yeah. get my hopes up. It might be one that gets flipped. <laughs> so. Well, NC State did change their quarterback though. They did. Oh, I, yeah. don't, I don't yeah. know why they got Brennan Armstrong from I, Virginia I anyway, but. Either. I don't yeah, yeah Marsh should be the starting quarterback yeah. there anyway. Yeah. I just don't like their coach. He, he, I'm not a Dave Dorn guy at State. So. Anyway, you I, since we're college and you want to go college or we're going to go high school? <laughs> we can go either which way yeah, you'd, you'd like can, to go. Let's, let's go with the high school because Mayor's game ball was given out right, yeah. uh, earlier this week. It is uh, intercession week to go along with right. that. And um, you know, <laughs> What can you say? You, you, you touch the ball five times, you score – uh, four of those five times, the fifth time it was called back due to a holding penalty. Oh, yeah. But Alon Wade, uh, what can you say about that young man? But I, I welcome know, back. Right. I, I don't know that I stressed the those numbers enough. You touch I – mean, well, the five times, five touchdowns between he and uh, – His and, little brother. Him yeah. and Eli, yeah. Elijah. Yeah. Uh, that's astounding. Five, four, five touches, five touchdowns. Now, I've seen some players – in the, you know, take it in from the one-yard line and say every time I touch the ball, I score a touchdown. But then, I mean, he had two carries, 103 yards, two receptions, 71 yards, four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I mean, I was, standing, I was sitting up there with y'all. I saw everything y'all saw. I mean, just – and, and his little him. brother did the same I thing. Know. Give, I know. Give, if you had to give him the ball four times, he might have scored four times. Tom's your favorite running back. Yeah. You got your new favorite running back now. What's the name? Ty um, oh, uh, Ty Johnson. Ty yeah, Ty Johnson. Johnson. Came I mean, in, yeah. yeah. Came yeah. in relief. Uh, that was the third string running back. He was, I mean, phenomenal. I well, mean, uh, Alon one speed, was, and that's run downhill. Yeah. Alon was talking up his little brother. A lot said, so watch out for next year. Yeah. Well, both of them year. have a similar running style, and we could see that. I mean, both of them have some quicks about them, and they yeah. can make people miss 
they make that first one miss, and then they'll run through a tackle. They'll right. run over it, but oh man, that, that, that's that, it's two steps, and they wide open. Well, the very next, fast. the very next morning, you know, twelve hours later, we went out there to that here for a reason five k, yeah. and all the football players, <coughs> excuse me, were out there, and I was running it, you know, my slow pace, jumping up. Uh, high-fiving all these guys. Elijah said, let's get a running start. And we did a chest bump. And now, I got up for what I thought was getting up. <laughs> I, I think I chest bumped his, his legs because he was way up here, and I was just a little bit off the ground. But, uh, man, he's explosive. They're all, I mean, those Wade, Wade brothers or yeah, something. Phenomenal. But, no, and that was, that was the, I mean, he was obvious choice. Yeah, pretty much so. And then uh, you got to – Give credit to what I think is the play of the game, and that went to Zion Hawkins down along the side of the five yard oh, line. Oh man! You had Tristan Lewis roll out to his left side. Chandler Tom or Thomas Chandler ends up throwing a block that lets him set his feet, and then he launches one thirty nine yards down the field. Hawkins man. leans out Toes. over. The, we I had mean, some good photography was awesome. right there on the sidelines too. I've seen seen pictures of it. It's, yeah. it's and you know first first quarter first half I thought man maybe maybe. Um, Bryce Seaborn, who had a great game, maybe Tristan, um, maybe some of these guys, maybe KB again. KB yeah. said he didn't want the game ball against Berea. He said he wanted. He said he wanted against a real team. Um, <laughs> but uh, but then a line at, at the end of the game, it was a no brainer. But I've got to tell you what I, I I'm, ma- I'm making fun of. Berea is not a town, so there's not a mayor of Berea that can call me and you know oh, yeah, me fine. out. Oh yeah, you're good. But uh, I felt sorry for him. You know? Well, well, you know, we we get there early, and of course, I'll, I'll hand it to the staff. Everybody we talked to, they were tremendous. Oh, the with great us. people, they the ones that showed us up, any way we can. And so we're standing there, and they come to do the national anthem, and I look over to the, and I'm kind of glancing. I've seen Greenwood people steady coming in, and I look over at the other side. Dang, there's not a lot of people over there, and so I started counting. From the, and I was through counting before we finished the national anthem. Uh-huh. They had not counting the band. Now we're not going to count the band. They had forty-one people in the stands. Wow! Now there were a few up there at the concession stand. Right. They trickled. They, a few they, more trickled in. They might have had sixty-five to seventy right. show up yeah. by the, by game time. Greenwood must have had three to four hundred. You know, I, I mean, I, I, the whole Vista side was full. Now, we did have the band on the other side right. of us, but from where we were at all the way to the other end of the bleachers, there was, there was a lot of Oh, man, yeah. People we we travel. Greenwood travels yeah, well. Yeah. People know Greenwood. You know, I, I'm, I, I go down the Curious George rabbit hole. Who, who's the most notable uh, guy or gal to come out of Berea High? Do we, I couldn't find anything. Um, anybody, any any. I don't know. I don't know. We'll yeah, I mean, you'd have to ask, well, probably Coach well, Liner, somebody wouldn't be able well, to tell I'm, I'm not going. I don't know if you're going to find any football players. Now, you start talking soccer and baseball. I mean, I'm talking Olympics maybe astronauts or somebody, yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. I'll take anybody. But um, beautiful facilities to go along yeah. with all that. Uh, great people. That, I mean, it, it, and it's a team that's on the rise. They were better than they were last year. Really? So, with Coach, Chisholm, with Coach Chisholm, uh, they were more disciplined this time around. And, um, but and here's the one thing that I know as a coach, AD, booster club, whoever, 
when you're trying to run two concession stands and you've got defense where visitors can't go to right. home and home can't go to visitors, well, if I'm up there in that home concession stand and I see the number of people that are sitting on the other side, I'm taking some pizza down there. <laughs> I'm going right. to take some of them hot dogs down right. there. And I think they I did. Mean, I mean, we went down there before the game, and all they had was a chicken sa- chicken sandwich, um, and it was one of those pies at Walmart, throw it in the microwave for right. a few minutes. But uh, they just <laughs> but, need to do a better job there. Well, easily, we're not going to have that issue with easily. Easily, they're, no. they're going to show up this weekend. Easley is a, is a much different team. I had a chance to catch up with Coach Liner earlier today. Here's a little bit about what he had to say concerning uh, the game and getting ready for it this uh, coming Friday night. They're, they're similar to us. I mean, they've played some tough teams and, you know, kind of gotten their butt handed to them a little bit. And then they've played some, you know, teams that they're probably better than or equal to or so forth, and, and they've lit up the scoreboard. And, you know, if you watch them, I mean, it, it starts with their wideouts and their running backs. They have two really good running backs, number 30 and number 12. They both can fly and uh, very physical. 12 is a huge kid. He plays defense as well. They play a lot of kids both ways. Um, you're starting to see that more from us. Um, and then their receivers, number four, is a is an excellent football player. He really hurt us last year. Um, the quarterback's new. I think he might be their JV kid from last year. You know, their starting quarterback transferred to Hillcrest, so and and, and that was kind of good for Greenwood because that kid can play. Um, but you know, they're still finding ways to score a lot of points, and um, you know, I, I certainly feel like they believe that they you know, have an opportunity to win this game. And, you know, that's our job to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah, the defense is definitely going to have their hands full. As far as uh, their defense, it, it, I'm not going to say the front line, but mainly their secondary is what, what you got to be wary of. Yeah, they have some good players. Uh, they have a couple good defensive linemen. Uh, number 80 is a really good football player. You know, he controls his gap and it's real, really tough to move. He likes to pinch a lot. And there, there's uh, – uh, like I say, 12 plays defense as well, and he's a really good football player, 24. But they got a lot of starters back, you know, I should say a lot. They got about as many as we do, probably about half and half. And, um, you know, so they got, got a lot of guys who play a lot of football. I went back and looked at their roster from last year compared to this one and watched some game tape from last year too, especially the second half because that was a game that, you know, we were up a considerable amount and kind of almost let it get away from us at the end. And it was partly due to number four, and well, it was 100% due to number four and their quarterback. You know, he was extraordinarily elusive and had a cannon arm. Um, but, you know, this guy spins it pretty well, um, and, and they do a lot of things that, you know, uh, historically last, you know, year and a half we've struggled with at times is, you know, getting a really good pass rush and, you know, effect, you know keeping the quarterback contained and, um, and also – you know, just finding, you know, them finding holes in our zone. And we haven't played any man this year. You know, we started working on that some. Um, we feel like we got to do some of that to, you know, to combat you know, some of the looks we're going to see the next three weeks, especially starting with the Easley. So um, defensively, they're a little different. You know, they play a lot of even front, which we don't see much anymore. You know, everybody's kind of gotten into the 3-3 stack, 3-4. You know, 3-4 is probably the biggest one. 4-2-5 um, was, was really popular there for a while. But that, they're kind of – you know, more, more of an even front than an odd, you know, uh, they are an even front more than an odd. So um, that's something that's a little different we haven't seen in a while. Um, so, you know, that that's not going to be too challenging for us because we we work on that every week here regardless, just in case you see it. But So there you have Coach Liner and what he had to say concerning uh, the easily green wave and, and what he's preparing for as of right now. What, which, what, a, what a quality answer by <laughs> Coach Liner. I, I like that. He's done his – well, research. He had a roster, by the way. You 
No, he didn't have a roster. Oh, I thought he said he had. Yeah, my wife said uh, we yeah. hadn't got one I'm, either. I understand. I'm working on it. <laughs> now we might be able to dig back and get last year's roster, but it's like Coach said. I it's mean, fifty-fifty. So, you know, we'd have fifty of them right. In, uh, you know, yep. how many they got? Well, Jay Stoker right. is the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this: Jay Stoker's the quarterback. He goes. He wears number two, and he's a, as our young blood would say, he is a sophomore. <laughs> so this is a young kid that can spin it, as Coach said. I love the terminology, man. We polishing it up. I like the terminology Coach is using. Yeah, when you look at Stoker last week, uh, eleven of fifteen, two hundred sixty-six yards, four touchdowns on the ground. He had sixty-three rushing yards and a TD on four carries as well. So, okay. I mean that that's the quarterback the you're going up. Who they play against? They played Pickens last Pickens, week. Okay, yeah. he's got eight eighty on the year. Yeah, his they favorite. beat Pickens. Yeah. Oh yeah, sixty-three to fourteen. Oh, was okay. The well, yeah, we got Pickens. Uh, what end of the season? The last game of the last game of the year yeah. at home. Yeah. Speaking of, if y'all gonna be there, Jarrett is playing the national anthem. Uh, the last game, senior awesome. senior night. So we get should. there early. Um, he's gonna take his. Hopefully, he'll take his helmet off at least to to sing. But he's gonna play it uh, somewhat. Chris Stapleton style. So he, oh, awesome. Um, That's good. You know, it's hard to get tired of that national anthem, but he's been he's been practicing a lot, so I'm ready for him. To That's the hardest actually, song in the world to sing. It is. Everybody tells me. Well, that. Yeah, and, you know, you saw where the, the girls' volleyball team at Greenwood I High saw that. has four, I think, four off the varsity and one off the JV team that has been singing I saw Liza the Evans national uh, anthem before every match. Uh, she's sitting out there match. out front right now. I was just you know, talking to her about I, that. I think that's just amazing that these kids want to do it. Right. You yeah. know, it's not like they're being begged to do it or being paid to do it. These young oh, people yeah. want to do it. And, and it just shows you the talent that we have. Right. Yeah, oh, man, we I, do. I we, mean, between Greenwood High and Emerald, I know we got to get Emerald on the board here. Um, I, I'm maybe I'm the eternal optimist. I continue to believe that Emerald is the best O and whatever they are now six team six. Mm-hmm. in the state. I mean, hosting East Side's a four A team at home, hung with them there for a little bit, um, but got to get on the board against Woodruff this week. Um, Greenwood Christian also, I think they've got a. They've got homecoming. Carolina Academy. This week. And they, they, I wanted, you know, as I told Greenwood High this week, y'all can talk bad about Berea and how bad they are, but, you know, don't don't get too cocky. That's why they play the game. you got to yeah. go out there and actually win it. So, I know Carol, I think Spartanburg Christian beat Carolina Academy and Greenwood Christian put a, a beat down on Spartanburg Christian. So, anyway, they should win. We sh- I'm, I'm hopeful we got, we'll go 3-0. and for my Greenwood teams this week. You may you may have your hands full for Mayor's Ball. Hey, I mean, that's a good problem a to have. That's what I was going to say. He loves those <laughs> problems, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, hey, we're going to celebrate football victories in Greenwood. Two home games, and Greenwood High is going to be on the road. Yep. Uh, I'll be there. I'll uh, I'll come. Come find y'all. Y'all don't sit next to the. To the to <laughs> I the, would do it every game. The band sat next that, to us. Yeah, <laughs> we were there first. We were there first. I love uh, it. Then, oh, um, I'm sure it's fun. I'm just talking about. And y'all, y'all know enough sound to to make it work. Um, but I imagine without these headsets, I don't know if y'all could have yeah. thought. No, no it would have been yeah. really loud. <laughs> but you know, we we enjoyed it. We don't get to, We don't have to do it that often. Right. Uh, we will be in the press box at Easley. 
Chris has talked about sitting outside, <laughs> but I don't know. Anytime how far, I can sit outside, I'm I don't know how far of a drop that is for I don't have a drop car. I don't have drop car. I don't remember. So I don't. I've never been there. I love y'all set. Who brought the generator? I stand. You just have to have it in the back of the truck. Well, we had talked about it. We knew that we were not dead. And, and I will thank Berea for this. At least they let us know early, look, we don't have enough room for you in our press box because of the coaches for both teams and then the um, PA announcer and all. I got you. Okay, so thank you. Not a problem. You know, now <laughs> we, need to, we need to have power. Uh-huh. So where is it? Well, <laughs> you know, and, and here again, Berea being honest says, we don't know. You can, you can run drop cord out Next of the press time, I've got, I've got what I believe is the world's longest extension cord. If you need it, you just now, let me well, know. Well, we, we had plenty. Uh, I told Tom, I said, look, I'll bring my generator because we don't want to have to run 600 foot of power cord. Right. Because if you start doing that, then if you run it from the concession stand, somebody's going to step on gonna, it like they yep. did up at where it shows back in the day. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're off the air because you don't have power. Right. So... I told Tom, we'll, I'll bring my generator. Hopefully, we can set it up behind the visiting stands. We'll get us a couple of tables, and we'll sit over there, there with, with the Greenwood people. Well, luckily for us, Berea being as nice as they were, he brought his gator down. We loaded the tables up. We loaded the generator. We loaded cord. Took it over there. We got our stuff set up. Oh, football team. <laughs> Y'all got a TV, but you got no power. Hold on just a minute. We'll get your power. So we run Tom's drop cord from the generator under the stands out to the field so they could plug their TV in so they could see the replays. Yeah, what would they have done without that? So they were thankful for that. Going on school at that point. Yeah, they would have been. But they had already had it and had it pulled out and set up. And, uh, of course, that little Honda on Eco Mode, Especially with the band besides you, you couldn't hear no, it right no, nowhere. No, you might good. get a whiff of the gas mail every <laughs> once in a while, but uh, no, that was that was good. Well, I know the uh, the Eagles are ready to come back home. They got they get on the road against easily this week, and then on yeah. the road next week. Yeah, it'll ramp up a four, four game, game road, road trip. trip, and then finish out two games at home, and for, hopefully that's for the regular season, and that we we make playoffs and. Oh, we're gonna make, we're gonna make the playoffs. It's just we're playing for seating. I mean, right. You know. Do we do we want to stay home and play? Yes. Region fours teams down there, the South Aikens and Aikens, or do we want to go on the road down to South Aiken and North yeah, Augusta? We want to be guys, home. So, yeah, we yeah, want to be, be home as much. We'll, as we'll we travel, can. like I said. We'll travel well, but we would love, we prefer to be home. For I'm sure. all for that. Yeah. Good deal. I'm, hey, I like it. You know, I like the Taj, man. So I'm good there. <laughs> I guess I, I got a couple teams in mind. I think we could play in the playoffs. They're deeper if we can make it. So, but anyway, it, like I said, you got easily right there. Talk to them because, like I said, I got what you got right here. So, like I said, they're running back what six forty nine rushing. He's got ten touchdowns. But the quarterback's the one impressing me. He's like sixty nine percent, seventy percent passing for the year. For um, right out of style, or for eight eight eighty, and he's got eleven touchdowns and 
no interceptions. So this kid, huh. to be a sophomore is pretty solid. <laughs> Somebody let KB know that, that he so, has no interceptions. Well, yeah, because he's going to get it. And then, you know, I like, challenge him. Get on the board. Mayor, this is what I do with Coach. <laughs> every time, twice, twice. Every time Coach gets on, he's got numbers. He ain't got no names for nothing. I, I, I hear that. So, anyway, whenever he does it, I, luckily that's why I've just started writing all the numbers down. But it sounds like a NASCAR pit <laughs> group, you know, that number 24, you know. But, you know, Logan Sullivan, that's your running back, 109 carries, six, almost 700 yards for touchdowns uh, and the kid that he's talking about is Patton his name's uh Will Patton I believe he's a leading wide receiver he's yeah. number four and he's the one that about killed us last year and he is a junior and then so and then you got Taylor Scott who's got nine right at 10 yard 10 tackles a game so his his tackle numbers are way up on the defensive side and then I always put your little kicker right here uh his name is a I lost him somewhere in here <laughs> Anyway, he he's got he's like zero for three in kicking, so he's got okay. extra points, but he's not that solid of a he's not a Joseph Piantek or or Noah no Perry. Let's just say that yeah. off the yeah. bat. So we got to go and play ball because they're scoring, yeah. And that's something we haven't well, really done. Now, granted, it's pickings, but <laughs> well, I'm looking at what you know. Coach says they played some tough teams. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take their schedule. And compare it to our schedule and see who played the tougher team. Oh, we, we well, know, we know, know there's no comparison I mean, with there's that. There's no. I mean, we played the toughest non-region <laughs> schedule. Oh, that, 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 I don't think there's any doubt about and that. And so, you know, I kind of have to chuckle with that. That's some of that coach speak. Oh, they played some good teams. Oh, yeah, they beat Pickens. Yeah. Oh, Pickens had won a ball game. Now, now they you know, lost uh, to St. Joe's and yeah. they lost to JL Mann, who is so, really good. JL Mann this year has so, a good ball team. Yeah. And those were both the blowouts that he was speaking yeah. of. You and know, so. I, I got to give credit to both Coach Liner and Coach DuBose. I mean, for a. For a three, I mean, I think Emerald did the same thing with their yeah, conference. They They've scheduled right, right. Their some tough three A teams, tough four A teams. Uh, I've, I've my hats off to them, but you, you know, you want to well, be the best, you got to beat the best. We said, I think it was it last week or the week before that uh, we need to send a high priest over there to Emerald to exercise <laughs> all the demons yeah. because weird stuff has been happening in their games. That, yeah, you know, and it's. They played close ball games that they should have won, but you know we don't have instant replay, so we don't know if he crossed the goal line or not, and he probably did before he fumbled. But I wasn't there, but know, I've heard he they, did. Yeah, <laughs> and I did, and we did too. But uh, you know the coaches know because they can go back and review game film. Well, right? I saw so, those guys coming off the field yesterday. They've been practicing in the morning over there at Emerald. I saw yes or two days ago coming off the field and. Uh, they seem to. I mean, in, in good, good team morale, ready, yeah. ready for region play. Yeah. Did you well, guys? Th- th- this is a game they should win. They should. Yeah. Did you guys hear what happened Monday when they went to practice Monday morning? Uh-uh. They went out there and they went to turn on the lights. Lights wouldn't come on. So uh-uh. the guys that were doing redoing the baseball press box press had box. cut the lights oh. line. So the, luckily the the scoreboard still worked. So they just made it a white background nice. which acts like a giant flashlight right. and I'm like coach how do you even you can't there's no way to find the football in yeah. that and he's like well we just ran routes until about seven fifteen, and then by then <laughs> it was light enough we could throw a football <laughs> so that's great that you know they got that home game coming up this friday night and those lights i'm told today are fixed so they'll be good, oh, to good. Go tomorrow so speaking of lights y- y'all were there uh at sandy creek and where else were we on the road uh at at Hannah, maybe where they had those lights. Oh, that yeah. were, mm-hmm. uh, Sparky tells me where those are coming. To, yeah, uh, to we've Greenville. heard that we've heard the same thing. Yeah, that end but, of the season. 
Those Start lights are coming it. down, those and, are and be, the new ones are coming those in. Those are going to be cool. Yeah, yeah but, are, uh, fun. Fun when you're on the right side when they're when you're winning. That's the and key. You're celebrating. Well, I and I'm not a big course. I'm a Carolina fan, so I've been in that stadium with the light show that they put on. Right. Of course, they have the ribbon lights. They don't have the pole lights, and the pole lights at Clemson are different than the pole lights you're going to get. It might be the same bowl, but there's not as many. Uh-huh. Okay, so you get the effect, but it's still not the same effect, right. if that makes sense. It's, it's hard to describe unless you've been in both places and seen it. Well, uh, there's so many aspects to it, between yeah. lights and cheerleaders <laughs> and marching band. and. Well, now the Greenwood has a, a, big, a huge cheerleading crowd this year. Yeah. And it surprised me that the band came up. Yeah, no, good, I mean, good that traveled, you know. Good to see that band up there yeah. getting the. And I thought they did sound better than the Berea band. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm, uh, I'm definitely biased, but I thought they sounded good. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I, I mean, I may be biased too, but I, you know, good music when you hear it. You know when somebody <laughs> misses right. a, and and like you say, the national anthem may be the hardest song ever to play. Right. But if you're in a marching band, you've been playing that same instrument for enough years to. You ought to know them Star Spangled Banner by heart now. You're not reading cheap music on Right, right. Now, for the record, since you are a mayor here, do you know the mayor up in Easley? And do and if so, do you all have like mayor. a little bit of a – you need you to get know, that going, I need to. man. I need to. That's a good – That would be cool just point. to like – I don't know what we would give them for Greenwood, but maybe a Howard – bet them something. Yeah. That's Greenwood-oriented you know, like I some of the others. I have met the mayor up there. Um, I should reach <laughs> out. That's a good. That's a good point. I should do that. I did. Like I said, you do everything else, man. Like I said, <laughs> get in touch with the mayors everywhere. Uh, you, you definitely do it at Westside for all I care. Because I, you know, if you need some back on that one, I'll back you up on that. Mayor one. of Anderson. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, Terrence Roberts, great guy. They, he, he's probably in the same boat as I am. He got several different schools. You, yeah. you got to represent there. You know. Oh yeah. Walk that fine line, but um, so you telling me. I don't. I don't mean to switch y'all's y'all's show, but to, but to pivot. But you 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 told me you got some some picks, some college picks. Oh yeah, we're gonna do that in a minute. All right. Yeah, we'll do that in a little bit. All right. Uh, all right. We've covered Greenwood, Emerald. Right. We know. Well, he's going, we're gonna go Emerald real quick. Then. Yeah. All right, we'll go with Emerald. Um, you know, Tad DeBose, uh, we've talked a little bit about the issues that they have had. Everybody wants to know, is Foster going to be playing or is he not going to be playing? Um, he got what the official said was throwing a punch. Oh, um, he I did, know He that. did not throw a punch. He tried to punch the football out. Um, oh. So it has been appealed. Supposed to find out today oh. whether or not he's going to be playing Friday night or not. So hopefully, um, you know, Foster is going to be playing because it, it was not – you know, an intentional punch to the face or anything of that I nature. Guess. So uh, hopefully that appeal has has gone through in that regard. So we're hoping to have Foster back for Emerald, which will be a huge weapon. Woodruff, by the way, is, is suffering injuries right now, and they've got a first-year head coach. They've also are implementing a whole new offense. They're going more towards that uh, air show is what they like to run. So okay. they're having you know they're having the growing pains, much like Greenwood is in going ahead and getting that started and, and up and running. Um, unfortunately, the injury bug has hit them pretty hard, and they're not as deep uh, in that regard. So I, I think, you know, this being a region game, remember, Emerald hasn't played a region game this yet. Is, Everybody this is else a brand has. brand-new season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Woodruff is 0-1 in region play. I think they're going 0-2 in this one. I agree with you, no doubt. Yep. Well, I, I, I'm a big fan of Coach DeBose and what they got going on over there and there. Definitely over to, overdue mm-hmm. 
for for that win. For sure. Well, I know my wife went over for the East Side game, and uh, she hadn't. Of course, we hadn't seen it, and she didn't. I had mentioned to her that Emerald was had a new entrance, <laughs> and but she didn't pay. You know, it went uh-huh. in one of her years and out the other. Till she was in the stadium the other night and saw it, uh-huh. and she said it was. It was something to see. Yeah. It, was, it was. You need you to know, go college see it. College level. I mean, purple smoke blowing. Oh, yeah. and all, love know. it. She loved, loved it. it. She yeah. loved it. That's great. Yeah, they get off the bus and then make their way to the field. Through all it's, it, it, in the back. The, I mean, the 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 screen. Score, yeah. is, is you can see. It's like they're driving around. You get to, yeah. much like Clemson does. You get to yeah. watch the buses come all the way around, and then all of a sudden they come pouring. That's it's, awesome. It's cool. That's it is awesome. Cool. It is awesome. But uh, yeah, this Woodruff team. Um, you know, Brent Sloan era begins. He's their new head coach. We mentioned that. Uh, he's got uh, a slot back in Corey Scott that Emerald's going to have to watch out for. Also, a good wide receiver in Corey Motes and Nick McConnell. Um, and then they use the tight end a lot. Cam Taylor is their leading tight end. He's got. Uh, he's also their team leading in touchdowns uh, as well. And Trayon Lee uh, is the other one that comes in. But, of course, doesn't go without the quarterback, and that being uh, the junior and T.J. Morris uh, that is there as well. And I'm told this kid is about 6'2". Um, so he can see well over the line, but the question is, you know, he's can having the trouble. Line give him time. Yeah, he's having yeah. trouble finding, you know, because this, you know, how many years was Woodruff a running team? Yeah, Quite a forever. Few yeah. They've had, uh, had great coaches there in their history, yeah. I know. Yeah. So, with that, uh, taking a look at Landrum at, at 96. 96 gets another home game. They're 1-0 already in region play after the big win up in Blacksburg, 33-20 last week. Um you know, it, 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 Landrum was in that game with Chesney. Remember, the Chesney community lost yes. three of their own yeah. last Friday night in a car accident, and that game got moved back. So this is a short week for Landrum as of right now. Uh, so, um, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be a little under the gun in that regard because uh, that game was Monday night, and all of a sudden they're having to play again here on a Friday to go along with it. But Coach Bennett is one of those uh, you know guys that is optimistic about everything that he does that's out there. And I had a chance to kind of catch up with him earlier uh, this week talk a little bit about last week's game as well as what he's getting ready for in this game coming up this week. I'm glad to be here. It's a beautiful day. Getting ready for a little middle school football this evening. Going to be fun. Talk about the middle school because you guys have done really well. Only one loss on the season. Yeah, our middle school guys done a great job. Uh, you know, I, I tell all my other friends that are head coaches that, you know, they get jealous because I talk about how good our middle school staff is. And, you know, they've implemented our offense and, and they're running, you know, our defense and or something similar best they can. You have to adapt with middle school people, of course. But, um, you know, they're three and one on the year. Got a big one tonight against Northside. Uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's been fun. It's been a good ride for those kids. I hope they can keep it going. I'm excited because tonight I get to see them. I usually just have to get updates because they play the same night as our JVs, and I go watch our JVs play. But um, I'm excited. Should be a big crowd tonight here at home. Uh, the field's freshly painted. It looks just like it's going to look Friday. We went ahead and did all the painting, so they're going to have – they got everything. It, it looks <laughs> great out there. And the track looks ready to run. So Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got a fast track tonight. Good deal. Well, let's talk about the big win you had uh, up in Blacksburg, 33-20 to 20 overall. You, it was a tight game up until, what, about the end of the second quarter? Um, end of the third, maybe. Was it? Because it, well, they, were, they were winning at half. We were down 14-12 at half. That was the big thing I took away from it because we've only trailed at half one time this mm-hmm. year. And, uh, and it was to Saluda, and we did not overcome that. So, to overcome a halftime deficit um, – 
I thought that was big, big for us in a region football game. And in the second half, we, I mean, I think in the second half we we showed that we were the better team. Um, you know, we outscored them twenty-one to six. I think in the second half and um, and played just a pretty clean, pretty clean game offensively in the second half. Uh, so I was really proud of how our kids played. Um, proud of them for answering the bell because we knew Blacksburg was going to come out and they were going to be very hyped up. They are going to run around. They were flying around, a bunch of good players. Um, you know, Coach Bachelor's got some good players over there. So it was a big test for us, but we, we came out and answered the bell. And I didn't uh, – somebody asked, you know, I told them there's a couple times this year we've come in at halftime and had these come-to-Jesus meetings where I get on them a little bit. And I think I've said that on here as well, but – this past Friday wasn't that. It was just, hey, guys, you've come out, you've weathered the storm, you've took their best shot, and you're down two, and you get the ball. So take the ball, go score, play defense, play every play like it's your last, and we'll be fine. And we end up winning by a couple scores. So, I mean, you know, it worked out well for us. Well, we talked about Zay King uh, a few weeks back and what a special player he is. Uh, my partner Chris wanted me to ask you, you couldn't get him two more yards to get to that 200-yard <laughs> rushing aspect? Well, you know, the thing about those stats, um, I don't get them live during the game. Right. If I'd known he was at 198, we'd probably give it to him one more time. But, you know, he's already got a 200-yard rushing game. He'll probably have more. So, he, you know, he'll be all right. He had over 200 total yards because he had that reception. Um, he caught the touchdown on the bootleg, but Zay is uh, Zay's something else. But yeah, those uh, those stats, I hate I hate that too when it comes up 198 or 197. You know, when we were at Clinton, uh, we had BJ Gardner. He's still there, he's the best stat guy in the world. Um, Clinton does a great job of keeping up with their records. So the Russian record at Clinton was like 518 or 520, something like that, which is a ton in one game. Well, there was three games uh, last year at Clinton where we were in the 490s and playing our backups and, like, you know, just salting it away, trying to run the clock out. And when I would get those stats, I would text BJ and be like, dude, you, we've got to come up with a signal or something. If we're that close, if we're that close to the – because the Russian record at Clinton, that's a big, you know, because they were double-tight wishbone for 100 years. Um, so we ended up breaking it against Woodruff which breaking it in a rivalry game was something pretty special. I think we had 526 or 528, something like that. But we st we didn't keep our starters in to do that. But it was it was just something I wouldn't mess with the stat guy about. Be like, man, if we're 30 yards short, like we'll run the first offense back out there. <laughs> Knowing that Coach Fountain would not do that, but mm -hmm. just something to mess with him about. So, no, I didn't know they had 198 till after the game. <laughs> gotcha. Well, this week's going to be a lot of fun. You've got a Landrum team that is coming to your place. Um, and is fairly well balanced. I mean, their their yards per game are just over 300, but they are very well balanced as far as run and pass go. Yeah, they do. Uh, they've done a good job of of adapting their their offense. You know, under Coach Farmer, the last couple of years they were double tight, double wing, and very successful. I think they finished second in the region both years, uh, or they finished second in the region last year. I know, maybe in the year before they did it as well in a different region. I don't know, but. Coach Farmer was very successful there, double tight, double wing, and they wanted to go to spread route. So they, you know, Coach Bridges is a good one from over there at Broome. He's got them spread out, and they they're still running the football though. And and they're they're they've done a great job of developing an offense that is very quarterback friendly. Their quarterback's a good player, 
but he doesn't have to make a ton of really tough throws or really tough reads because you have to focus on the link, link kid uh, in the backfield. He's pretty special. He's pretty sporty. And their defense uh, is pretty stout as well. When you look, particularly, I want to say their linebackers are probably better than their off defensive line. Their linebackers, they run around, they fly around, they do a really good job, um, which, you know, makes for a real interesting matchup with us because we do a lot, and uh, the linebackers have to be real to, against us. you got to be really disciplined at the linebacker position. And their DL's good, too. I mean, they're really good. Their front seven's pretty good. Um, you know, they're a base 4-3 defense. Their defense coordinator is Mikey Reed. He was the D-line coach at Broome. We coached against each other a few times when I was at Clinton. Um, and I think the world of Mikey, uh, Coach Reed's a heck of a football coach. So, you know, he's uh, he's certainly somebody I have a lot of respect for. So, so there you have Matthew Bennett, what he had to say about this game getting ready for it. But I, I, you told me to ask the question. I asked the question. Now you know. <laughs> well, you're smart enough not to take me with you. That's the problem. Cause <laughs> yeah, we'd be over there all day. Man, man. So. You know, we, we – at Greenwood, of course, we're blessed that our home coaches are right beside us and they have communications to the field. If we get a kid, if Tank gets close to 200 yards, we got a notebook. You, you do. We're going to slap it on the window <laughs> and let the coaches know that, hey, you might ought to put Tank in for uh-huh. one more play because he's at 198. Let's, let's get him up. You know, but you, you know that, you don't, that, you that don't have be, to replace the whole team. Just right. put tank in. And that can be tough guarded. when you're up sixty-two to you know Nothing, three. Right. Yeah, it is. Still, but, you know, but you know you got that one player. Right. You don't have to take all your second, and third team guys out. You just sub this guy in for one play. Tell him you get one play. Right. You need three <laughs> yards. Right. You either get it or you don't get it on this play. Yeah. I'm giving you the chance to hit your two hundred again. Go you know, I, one thing I liked about that that response from from Coach Bennett is that you know that coaching fraternity all across the state, those guys know each other. They got a lot of respect for each other because you never know when you may be working with it, with someone like that yeah. again. So, I, I I I know they go out there and fight like uh, like like cats and dogs on the field, but. Uh, I know they got a lot of respect for each other. Well, Coach Bennett's funny, too. I asked him uh, as well. I said, do you enjoy coaching against guys that you know that you're friends with? And he goes, well, that's the best time. He says, I, I also against guys I don't like. I like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good coach. So, he enjoys all the, he enjoys the, all the scenarios. He, he's one of my – don't tell Tab, but he's one of my favorite guys. Well, I wish I had a year or two left. I'd love to play for those two guys. I had a question for you for Liner. Now I know you're going to ask the question. I would. I, I kind of wanted to know from Coach Liner, at what point in time did it, was it apparent that something was going on with Tank Gary, that he did not stay in the game? Was it because we were trying to arrest him a little bit? Because he was on the cusp of a 100-yard game already, yeah. a few yeah. carries. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see Pumpkin coming in, and then you see Alon Elijah Wade coming in, uh, Ty Johnson. Mm-hmm. Ty Johnson. These guys. I mean, I love it, the, the fact you're winning and you're getting a lot of guys like experience because that was what will help you when we do make the postseason. Well, so. I think that might have been – Pre- it was planned. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was planned, okay. I love the script. This stuff. That's thing, why I asked you. Yeah, they're yeah. they're going okay. If we get to this point, whether it's the second quarter or the third quarter, we get this many points. Right. <coughs> Y'all guys be ready. Tank, Christian, the rest of you know that when we hit forty-two, you come into the sidelines and don't come over here whining and crying <laughs> about it. Just come on over right. here and cheer you. And that's what they did. And that's you respect know. for Coach Tank, Chisholm. Tank, 
Tank was Tank was probably the Wade brothers' biggest fan. Oh yeah, I mean you know he yeah. was wanting he loved to, to see do that. Well. Yeah, and that and of course they support Tank when he's out right. there. You know so. This, we uh, got a lot of good camaraderie have. on that team. This is a young team, too, for the most part. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're pretty, still pretty young, even though they got a lot of JV guys from last year playing. They're yeah. still pretty young. All right, uh, moving on to Chesney at Abbeville. Abbeville comes in here. They're 5-1 uh, and one overall, 1-0 one and oh with a big win over Liberty last week. Um, they're averaging about 33 points a game. They're only giving up about 20. Uh they played some tough teams in their non-region schedule, and I think that number, defensive number, as far as points allowed, is going to go way down here. Um, but they beat Liberty 40-3 to last week. They get Chesney this week um, coming in on another short week, and this this could be a long night for the Eagles. It, and, Unfortunately, and I, yes. Yeah, and, I mean, you hate to say that about anybody, but uh, the, the Chesney team has a lot of outside, and we don't want to call it noise. But they've got a lot of outside distractions. I and, didn't realize that's where that incident yeah, was. Yeah, and, yeah. I hate that. You know, and as close to the school as it was. And, and three of those funerals are Saturday, by the way. Yeah, so, oh, so, and this game is Friday that's night. Be so. tough. Oh, um, goodness. You know. Yep. It'll be a tough one that's there. Chesney, by the way, um, you know they're averaging about 27 points a game, so they've been able to to move the ball and get some points on the board. They've been giving up about 29. <laughs> they haven't played Abbeville yet, they though. Nobody's <laughs> playing. <laughs> Um, and then we got a big game that's going to be taking place down at Strom Thurmond as the Saluda Tigers are going to be making their way down that way. Uh, this should be fun. This is number nine versus number ten. Saluda number nine, Strom Thurmond, the Rebels there, number ten in this one. Um, Batesburg-Leesville lost to the Rebels 44-14 to last week, and, of course, Pillion uh, took one on the chin to the Tigers 42-13 to uh, to go along with it. But here's the, here's the kicker. Both of these teams defensively are only giving up 14.5 points a game. Right huh. now, where's this game being played? Is that strong thermal? Beachfield, buddy. Beachfield. <laughs> yeah, you got. You know, you're gonna get strong thermal to three points just for being at home. But yeah. uh, this is gonna be the the typical rivalry, knockdown, drag out. You know, hope everybody can keep their water and have a clean game and let the best man win. Right. I'm interested in this game for another reason, though. You know, it, we know that you know Braylon Staley is a high, is yeah. a Heisman guy. Excuse me, he is a yeah all state, Mr. South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, and and you know the good thing is you know he's a Tennessee commit as of yesterday. This is but from Bamer, where? Bamer, from Strom Thurmond. From Strom Thurmond. Okay. Yeah. And then, he came from Aiken to Strom Thurmond. Yeah. So this but year. now he's also a Gamecock commit because over the weekend we sent a couple boys down there to talk to mom and daddy. So it was in the paper today that he has, he's got a verbal commit. He flipped? Or he, he hasn't flipped. Until you sign that paper, I don't trust what nobody says. Yeah. But <laughs> the sheer fact that we went down there and he's at least looking at the offer and is excited to be offered by the Gamecocks and put that on his website. Yeah. He now has two offers, Tennessee and South Carolina. Um, and – just wonder if that game had anything to do with it last week. If he saw, well, you know what, maybe I can help a local team instead <laughs> of the other. So, but I'll have interest because of him. He's a good kid. B Rad's a strong Thurman guy. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's so right. that's a big game in the peach trees, man. I'm telling you. And that, we went to the playoff game last year. Remember yeah. who and you that, got, B Rad? Saluda at Strom Thurman. <laughs> hey, he was louder than he is with the tiger pig. <laughs> so. All right. So, and then uh, coming back uh, up 
north part of the Lakelands. you got Dixie. They go on the road. They're going to be taking on St. Joseph. St. Joseph's ranked number seven right now in 1A. Um, they're 6-1. and one. Um, Their only loss coming to Christ Church of all people, yeah. uh, who is also ranked fairly, fairly heavily. But this, this, you know, for Dixie, um, having those three uh, – they have private schools, charter schools, whatever you whatever want to call them. Call them. Um, having those three in there, that, that's an uphill battle that you're facing. And, and McCormick is in the same boat as along with Calhoun Falls. Uh, and where shows and yeah. from the, the scuttlebutt that I've got that those four coaches have gotten together and they're going to go and talk to the high school league oh, yeah. and say, look, they don't play by the same rules we play. Right. We don't need to play them, you know. Put it, them somewhere. I'd love to know how other. they got in in the first place. Well, right. they have them all in one region, yeah, too. And, and to have, yeah, and to have them all in one region right. where all three of the – all four of those teams have to play those three teams every year. And it, it's just unfair to those guys yeah. that are out there working their tails off every day. And they know that, you know, McCormick, Calhoun Falls, Ware Shoals, D- they're not. They're recruiting like Coach Liner. They're recruiting their halls. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. They're not coming to Greenwood and try to get Greenwood <laughs> right. players or yeah, Emerald that's or what you do. Abbeville. Yeah. They're, they're playing with what the state said they can play with. Yeah. And and, and, and this is this is one of those weeks where Dixie's at St. Joe's. You got Calhoun Falls at Southside Christian, and where Shoals is at Christ Church. So everybody's that, going up there within that little ten yeah, mile man, radius. Southport, Calhoun Falls. I'm not gonna say we couldn't have some Chris's chaos in there, but I you promise know, you. From, and that's the problem from that the Jerome. Standpoint that you know, we all understand it, and you know we we want the best for these guys. Sure, but. You know, let's let's level the playing field. That's where Jerome has to step in. I know yeah. I call a coach out all the time, but this is one example here that you should because you, all you got to do is take the scores from all three of these games this weekend, and they won't be close by any means at all. You got a Southside team that's probably going to put up 60, 70. You got a, a St. Joe's team that's defensively, they may go 40 to 50. And these games won't be close. I don't, I don't see any of these teams being able to hang with it. If any of them will, it might be Dixie. Yeah. And McCormick's uh, thankful they get a bye week this week. So, geez, Well, they've already played them. <laughs> they've already played those three. Yeah. Yeah. They, they played two of them, yeah, yeah. already. So they got one left. Yeah. yeah. So and then, uh, I, I, guys, I'm calling this our game of the week because it is here in the Lakelands, and you're not traveling all that far. But Greenwood Christian, with their homecoming, taking on a Carolina Academy team that uh, I don't want to say they're down, but they, for the most part, when you look at the numbers, and, and Chris, you've looked at them as well. Um, they, I mean, they're fairly even. You know that now they're different. Uh, we've got more passing yards uh, than Car- than Carolina Academy, but they got more rushing yards than we do. I mean, they're two forty eight a game. They're averaging we're averaging seventy six passing wise. We're two fifteen. They're sixty. Okay. Um, so you're, you're you know got a run team Total, versus yeah, yeah you got a run team versus a, th- a throwing team uh, in the mix of all of this. Uh, but I, I like I like the Hawks defense. I like our defense better. a you lot know, better. I, Owen Owen and Gabe. Keep telling me that in max preps nationwide, they are still what were some of the top ranked uh, position players yeah. out there, just based on numbers alone, touchdowns mm-hmm. and yards, and so uh, yeah, obviously you know they play in playing Spartanburg Christian Greenwood High is playing Dorman, um, but I, I don't care who you, you play. You still have to play the game. You, I don't care who you play, and you put up numbers like that. Uh, Owen Whittington is a is a freak out there. <laughs> he really is. He's not only a freak on the 
on the football field. I saw him Saturday morning on the soccer field. If he gets a breakaway, I, I don't care. It's got to be a world-class athlete to catch him. I mean, he's <laughs> something else. Well, how long until we start seeing scouts over there at, at Victory Field for some of these games? You know, he's talking you know? to he, – he told me he uh, he's looking at PC for football. He'd been wanting to go play soccer somewhere, and he may still do that too. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but uh, but I, I, you know, you could be playing middle school teams if you if you you know quadruple team team someone like him and he can still catch the ball. That's a true athlete right there. Go along with it. I, I you know I'm anxious to see how Cade Heaton's running game versus the running game of Carolina Academy because I mean Cade has he's got some wheels too. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, and I think when Hampton uh, Davis won the game ball a couple of weeks ago, they were trying to keep keep that other team honest. You know, they know they're coming in with big numbers on, on Owen. So why don't we – we got a we got a, a workhorse in Hampton Davis. That's why he had four touchdowns. Now I think some teams are figuring out, look, okay, they're – they're good. They're good. They can throw the ball. They can run the ball, and it, and it, I think it's really going to be a test. I think last week was really that first time you saw it. But it's going to be a test to see um, what Greenwood Christian does to respond. You know, looking forward to it. All right, those are the games that we've got this Friday night. Get out there, support uh, your teams wherever they may be. Uh, rooting for the for the Vikings. <laughs> This time around, we need to get that first win out yeah. of the way, and that way we'll win some exercise. If the Vikings shock the world and, you know, do well enough in region play and, and make the playoffs, I mean, Coach DeBoe, like they have been – that's a great coach team. My hat will be off to them. But oh, anything's yeah. possible. I mean, Like I said, all they need is that first win to get it rolling. That's right. Because the teams they played out of, out of their region, like Hampton County, these are teams that are going to be probably in the state championship games on down the road. And and have and played them. Yeah. And they have played them fairly well. So, I mean, I'm like you. Once they get that first win rolling, look out. Um, and like I said, this will be the week to do it. Um, I texted you the other day, and I realized I was wrong because I looked it up on the player of the week for moving the chains, and I saw the running back had right at 370-something yards. And I was like, oh, no, not Woodruff, but it was Whitmire. So <laughs> I, 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 I didn't send it to you after that because you were just sending it back. You got the wrong group. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, we had Howard's on Main and Uptown Greenwood. Come on by and enjoy some of the great uh, food and the hospitality that is here. The ladies are fantastic in making sure that you get your food quickly, and it is delicious with the daily specials that go along with it. Howard's busy already. They're taking uh, reservations now for upstairs as far as parties for Christmas, Christmas time, which is Thanksgiving. You know, it's and closing in, so man. You, you, better get, you better get in here and get your – Get it's on the books quick. Yeah. Don't get me started on rolling out <laughs> Christmas stuff at the stores. <laughs> it's getting Halloween stuff in yep. August. Uh, you can't find the Halloween stuff for the Christmas stuff. I, yeah. It's everywhere. Right. It's everywhere. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, come on by and enjoy the great food here and the hospitality goes along with Howard's great on Main. Great, great, great music here, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Live entertainment good. tonight, 6 o'clock. they got a big band coming in. Yeah, so. young ladies play up here tonight. So it'll be yeah. a good time. Looking forward to that. All right. Uh, once again, it's always a lot of fun to move our attention towards the college aspect and what's going on uh, in and around the college world when we talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that are happening. Let's start with South Carolina because they got a bye week, Chris. Y'all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get going to get some right. more, but just please don't don't jinx my Razorbacks. Uh, you're not on my list. <laughs> okay. right here. We will discuss Thank it, you. but you're not on my list. You're good. Well, you know, we pull for them to win. Well, good, good I, I, I appreciate week, that. 
it hadn't done much for us this year. We'll talk. Hey, next time I come on, we'll talk. See whether Pittman's still on his hot seat or not. All right. So okay. sounds good. Thank y'all. All right. All right. See you, Mayor. Mayor. Y'all drive safe tomorrow. Right. You too. Mayor Brandon Smith joining we'll us here on the Lakeland night. Sports guys. <laughs> Glad to have him along for the ride uh, and enjoying some of. Make sure to game ball too as well coming up uh, next week and you tune in. If you're not on Facebook, you need to get on Facebook and take a look at some of the great uh, things that are happening out there. No doubt. Uh, all right. Um, we're at the halfway point. Five games in. All right. We look at it that way for South Carolina. Comparing a two and three South Carolina team to last year's three and two South Carolina team, um, there are some differences, but there aren't a lot. So I'm going to ask you this: um, Is it better or is it worse? Rattler's interceptions. This year's better. better. I mean, it's better. You're right. It is better. better. He had nine last year. At this point, he has three this year. At this point, to go along with it. All right, passing yards per game, better or worse? Better. Oh, that's better because he had the two big games actually. And, and and the thing we have to remember with that is he's been without probably the best receiver on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you put Juice on the field with Leggett. I mean, who? That's that's a challenge to anybody. Right. Um, yeah, passing yards. You're right. 340 this year to 257.4 last year at this point. Um, rushing yards per game, better or worse this year? Probably worse. We're down. Yep. <laughs> but but we, we're seeing, and I hope that you got this weekend, next week, I think the decision is, is, has, is going to be made. RB1 is now no longer going to be Joyner. It's Mario Anderson. It's going to be Mario Anderson. He's going to be RB1. Joyner's going to be on the field. He's too good of an athlete. He's too dedicated to the program not to be on the field, but you're going to see him in the slot. You're going to see him in Wildcat. And they may line him up at running back. But be ready for him to start throwing the ball a little bit more when he comes in. You're right. Rushing last year, 138.2 yards per game. This year, 75.8 to go along with it. All right, sacks allowed. Better this year? Worse this year? Worse this year. You are correct. 23 this year compared to 10 last year. But we've got seven offensive linemen hurt going into this week. And for the last two weeks, we started two freshmen. So hopefully, we're seeing progress. We're seeing movement and and better line play. But you still got to get those freshmen up up to speed. All right, uh, for South Carolina, points scored per game this year is it up or is it down? Better or worse? Oh, this one I might do some math. Yeah, that that one. I would say we're up a little bit. I'm going to say we're down, maybe a touchdown. I don't – it'd be close. It's going to be close. Yeah, yeah, it's worse this year. 28.5 compared to 35.6 points per game last year. So it's about, it's but about we got to look at who we played this year compared to who we played last year early. Yep. So there you have it, for better or yep. worse. Yep. Uh, I still – right They got two weeks, and this is the time where you work on the younger kids and you work them more than you do your starters and – you, this is the week you start building depth. Now you're gonna give them tomorrow and Saturday off. They're gonna go. Some of them will go home to the back to the high schools. Some of them are gonna stay in Columbia and just lay around the apartment in a dorm and watch football. But it's <laughs> it's it's resting the body. It's resting the mind. And those guys that have been injured, this is the week you get double treatments. You know, if you if you're just a little bit gimpy. You're going to get your treatment, but you're not going to be on the practice field as much. 
you're going to be in that treatment room more. So. All right. All right, so South Carolina will play Florida next, next Saturday. Saturday. So they get a chance to get that uh, bye week this week. All right, let's talk about uh, the game that is going to be taking place. We, we could talk about it Monday if you want, guys, or we can talk about it now. But Coastal Carolina is going to be taking on App State. It's on a Tuesday of all things. so it's that, that, That's the Sun Belt. That's the Sun Belt. <laughs> and uh, I don't forget, they had a game this past Tuesday night. And uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I just don't like Tuesday football games that, well both of them have a bye week after this yeah so. yeah and but you know you you play thursday nights you play tuesday nights you play how do you how do you get your practice schedule set when you're playing oh well this week we're playing saturday next week we're playing thursday but the next week we're playing tuesday oh and then we get an off week i, I don't know and it's a it, to me it's somewhat of a robbery game though yeah App State yeah. and coastal for the last three years have been late yeah. Like, you know, but you Marshall, know. Marshall's got the big game this week. So, you know, we'll see what they can do. And uh, The thing is, though, Coastal's got two league or conference losses, losses to go along with right. it. Now you're Already, facing your yeah. arch rivalry who leads the series 7-2, to two, mm-hmm. although you did beat them last week yep. in Conway. Uh, this time you got to go up to Boone in order to do it. And, and you know, Boone is, let's face it, their offense right now probably is number one in the group of five. The they, way that they're moving the football. Uh, well, I might have to compare might, them to Marshall. I was going to say they might be a little behind Marshall. Kim uh, Pouncher's having they a gonna great be right, They're going to be right there together. But, I mean, coastal yardage-wise, I mean, they've, they've a lot like some of these other teams around. They've shot themselves in the foot more than they've – And that, that's, that brings up know, another good done. point is, is – And they hadn't gotten better with it. Right. Now you, we look. We talked about this. The same kind of problems Clemson was having early with turnovers and penalties. Clemson has gotten better at that. Coastal is kind of just staying the same. They're right there on the fence. They're not. I mean, Grace in in four years, Grace McCall has never thrown four interceptions in one game. Yeah, and their he defense barely threw is four for the whole year. <laughs> you know, and and like you say, the defense. Uh, even with Braylon over there, it's it's just I don't know. I mean, they played real well in the UCL game, mm-hmm. the Georgia State game, and the Georgia Southern game. The defense just didn't show up. It wasn't ready to go to go along with it. So, but we can talk more about that. I was gonna Monday. say I'll give you something on Monday. We'll, we'll figure yeah. this out. Yeah. We'll, we'll let Coach Beck think about it this weekend, and we'll go from yeah. there. All right, so that leads us to the Tigers. They're going to be home. Uh, it is homecoming for uh, Clemson this week um, after that big 31-14 to win over Syracuse last week. Can they build on that performance uh, as they've got a Wake Forest team that's coming in for a 3.30 start uh, to go along with it? And when you look at Wake Forest, they've got three big names that you got to watch out for. they got Jamel Banks, who year in and year out, this guy has been there, what, seven years, ten years? He's been there a long Seems time. Like it. Um, but he's 6'4", 205 pounds, and he hurt the Tigers um, – you know, last year as well, totaling six catches. Um, he was targeted eight times, 141 yards, two touchdowns to go along with it. But he's Wake's top-graded skill player this season so far. Um, and he's, he leads the team in touchdown receptions with three of those in four games to go along with it. He's going to be, I think, another factor if we give the quarterback time to throw. Well, last year we got to remember Hartman was their quarterback. So they've got a new quarterback I really hadn't – done a lot of homework on him. I was looking at this game from the Clemson standpoint of all the distractions that they got going on with homecoming. That's And, and coaches hate homecoming. 
I mean, they it's, hate it's it. different than high school, though, because it's you di- don't have players but, that are involved in well, you king do, and queen you, courts and stuff. No, you you don't have that. But the same players in at the college level, you know, they have their soror fraternities and organizations that they belong to. A lot of them are the professional organizations, and if you've got an organization on campus, you're putting together a float. Now, the football players might not be over there on Friday night, and he better not be because he <laughs> won't be on the team if he is because he better be on that bus headed to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Tiger-rama. But, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe even Thursday, you know, they get out of practice. They go over there. Okay. But the players and the coaches have been through this before, so they know how to handle that part of it. The 3.30 start time, you know, you know going in to the season – this is our schedule if we kick at 12. This is our schedule if we kick at 3.30. This is our schedule if we kick at 7.30. So that that's pretty much said. And uh, uh, after the big win last week in Syracuse, I want Clemson to come out this week. They can't come out flat. They got. They need to come out the way they came out against Syracuse. They need take control of the game right. and and get this game done with early. I agree with you 100 percent on this one. This is one where you can get back in the net, in the national media's Media. eye if you come out here and you perform the same way you did against Syracuse. You know the the win is not going to mean as much as if you get beat by Syracuse. I mean, wait. You get beat by weight. That's a. It's gonna be that's bad. gonna be that's gonna be the punch in the gut that you might not get over. Now you should win. They like a twenty-two point favorite, and that's and that's probably being generous. Uh, but they still got to come out and play. Syracuse did a pretty good job with the running game last week, as far as holding them to a few yards. Uh, I don't know if weight can stop Shipley and Moffa. Klubnik is getting better and better every week. He's getting more and more comfortable with Brown. Uh, yeah, knock on wood, he hasn't and, thrown an interception his last 122 yeah. attempts. So, And, you know, we hope that that continues. And uh, Brillingstock or Brillingstone, whatever his name is, a tight end, starting to get him involved a little bit more. And we all said he needed to get involved. I still want to see some more passes across the middle and some more deep balls. You see those? Hey, I think they're coming against Wake this week, and uh, you know. Yeah, the over/under on this game is fifty-one and a half. Yeah, right Clemson will have to score that many yeah. by herself. Yeah, Clemson's favored by twenty point five. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like you said, these two quarterbacks are pretty close. Only three hundred yards separate them. And what's even more impressive is, like I said, the one thing about Mitch Griffiths is the fact that he's got a lot of interceptions this year. He's only got nine touchdowns and what six interceptions, and then. You know, as bad as we've talked about this year, Klubnik being, he's still average-wise, stat-wise, he's with the rest of the big boys. I mean, he, he's having a great season. He's 119 and 182, 11 touchdowns, two picks, th- almost 1,300 yards. I mean, he's right up there with the rest of the guys, and that's the Florida State. That's, you know, some other games that they've played. I mean, granted, they hadn't played everybody. That's, and that's the reason that I think the Tigers got this sewed up because Wake hadn't really played a, a really tough schedule yet. And no. I think this will be a toughest game they play. And it's a road game, so. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing with Clemson, and this is kind of – I haven't heard, maybe y'all have, uh, 
this today and tomorrow was the big days for the Clemson board to get together and decide what they're going to do. Yeah. And they, they're saying that by tomorrow evening, you'll know one way or the other, whether they're leaving the ACC or staying. Now, you don't know what conference they may go to, but you're going to know they're either coming out of the ACC or they're going to stay in the ACC. Shut up. We're not talking about it anymore. <laughs> But yeah, that'd be good news there. That, Dabble's, that, I think be, Dabble's tired of answering the questions. And, about and it, so. I think he is too. And but what has to would the mentality you think of Clemson change at six o'clock tomorrow evening when it comes over on the bottom of that four letter network? Clemson leaving ACC. To me, it's going what, to what, depend on what, where you're going. Yeah, but see, you're not going to know. You've got two years. And you got two conferences that are going to be, which conference is going to make you the best offer to come in? But, you know, that's another yeah. one of those little things that, you know, you talk to some of these other Clemson people, oh, we're going to the SEC. We know where we're going. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting okay. to see if they take Florida State with them because I, if, if Clemson decides that there's got to be another team somewhere, that they want SEC's not going to just take one team. Well, there's got to be at least two. Well, you got to look at it too from every standpoint, and uh, and this is nothing against Clemson, but if I'm the commissioner of the SEC, why do I want to take Clemson in their small media market when you've already got SEC team in South Carolina? Why don't I go right across the border and pick up North Carolina? Well, you and may I, get the bigger that media market, and then that leaves Clemson going to the Big Ten. Actually, Which I we think talked that, about that yeah. the other day, that the travel's not going to be – everybody thinks Big Ten, oh, trauma. It's going to be about the same travel. You're just going north to cold weather instead of south to warm weather. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, yeah, All right, we'll see. That's a three thirty game yep. uh, this coming Saturday as we come out playing hard. Yep. Um, the Erskine Flying Fleet uh, they get to take on UVY's uh, coming up this coming Saturday. This is a game last year, guys. We said that they should go up there and they should win, win that game, game fairly easily. Down. 28-14 yep. last year. Um, and they suffered another loss. This time, UVA gets to come to them um, in the process. And this, I don't see it going. I don't see it going any differently than it did last year as of right now, although you don't have Bryce Jeffcoat there. Um, you, you lost your leading receiver in Cave, uh, Kayvon Cato uh, to go along with that. So you, you, you're trying to find a new receiver in the process of all that. And you've got a running game now that is starting to pick up. That is the good news yeah, that good is there yeah. uh, to go along with it. So can they have enough? And I think the defense is playing well. I think it's playing well enough now that – if they can keep it close, that offense has to respond somehow in order to make more points. What time is this game? Um, I think this is a 6 o'clock game. game. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, hold on a second. I'll double check. Just I'm just wondering sure. if the team's traveling on Friday, spending the night, or if they're just getting up Saturday morning and driving down, playing the game, and then driving back. I think they would probably be on down the road a little ways at least. That's a little bit of a haul. From yeah, that, I mean, it's a haul, but – and that might be the difference in this game. Actually, I was wrong. And it's that, Mars Hill they're playing next oh, this week, 2.30 oh, game. Oh, no. Oh, at Mars Hill. Yeah. Uh, I still ahead. think next, the next game they might have a shot at, Virginia-wise. <laughs> I, I don't think they got – I don't think – Mars Hill's pretty good football team. Yeah. Uh, and then you Sorry, have to Coach. go there uh, – Sorry, I, I hate it, Shep, but uh, 
Not happen. Yeah. All right. Good news is Erskine basketball tickets went on sale October 1st um, to go along with that. A brand new season for both men's and women's basketball to go along with it. So both teams will be on the road to start the year. But they return home for an out-of-conference doubleheader on Friday, November the 10th. The women will take on Johnson, Johnson and Wales out of North Carolina at 5 o'clock. And then the men will follow it up taking on USC Aiken in the uh, Armark Challenge coming Paces. up at 730. Pieces. Yeah, so that should be a fun one. So if you might need your tickets, go and check out ErskineSports.com, and you'll find a spot on there. You can go and you can purchase and, and uh, you know, the little sign that says click here, you can get your tickets. <laughs> you know, I don't even want to start talking basketball yet. I mean, we still got well, I wanted to talk going on, <laughs> and we still got a lot of football left to play. Good but Lord. teams are practicing already. Yeah, they are. They're already practicing. All right, we got one more football team to talk about before we get to Chris's chaos to go along with that, and that is the Blue Hose of Presbyterian College. Um, boy, they put up a good fight against Butler, seventeen to twenty-four, and it was a lot closer than that game. Uh, in you know, the score. Uh, I believe you. if this game had been played in Clinton, PC would have won it. I think they would have too. But they get to take on a tough Stetton team at one o'clock on Saturday. It'll be in Clinton at Bailey Memorial Stadium. This should be a fun one for them. Um, and and Stenton's won the last two. Presbyterian won the first one. But, you know, with this new coach and the way that these guys are playing right now, this could be one of those high scoring. You know, we saw it in the, in the SEC with the uh, – Ole Miss and LSU. Yeah, that game yeah. went in the, the, the 50s. This game could get in the 40-50s as well for easy, both teams. Easy. I think that's what they need to do to but, win this I, But I think this is a very winnable game for PC, especially being at home. Now, is this homecoming? Is there other distractions, you know, over there? But uh, you know, this is this is a game that I I would not be. I would pick PC to win it. Now this isn't homecoming. Home. Homecoming comes October twenty first. Okay. So so this this is a game that PC should win, in my opinion. This would make a statement for PC, for PC. if they did win it. And well, I think the Walford game was the the, <laughs> the wake up call to everybody. PC's gonna play. Wait a minute. These kids just went and played somebody, and they pretty much controlled the whole ball game. They did that indeed. So uh, I'm going to take police PC in the Blue Hose. I like uh, PC. Over Stetson. See, we're learning that one. one. Like I said, Stetson's one of these teams. They play like Georgia's and Alabama's to start their years. They learn a lot, but they lose that first game and probably a bunch of players in the process of playing teams like that with the first game. So I I don't have a lot of research on Stetson, but, yeah, I think PC's going to win it. All right, so that brings us to our next segment, and this one's always a lot of fun. <laughs> Get to talk a little bit about uh, getting ready for Chris's Chaos as uh, Chris Cox now gets to make a chance to come in here. And this we'll, was, we'll Tom, this was a tough week because, you, I mean, you got some really good games. You got Red River Shootout this weekend, yeah. which is two undefeated 5-0 teams that are top ten, top five teams, as a matter of fact. They're playing each other. I mean, then, you know, I mean, you got Louisville, Notre Dame. Jeff Brom coming to Louisville and done some crazy things with, with what Satterfield left him at Louisville. So, I mean, that's the game right there that I almost, that was almost a chaotic pick. I still think Louisville probably beats Notre Dame, but that's just one of those games you got to look at. Then you got Alabama A&M. Anybody coaches this other than Dumbo Fisher, I would probably take A&M straight up on board against Alabama because this would be the year to do it. Um, Everybody's looking at me there saying, you know, Ray Davis, you know, Kentucky going to have a huge game against Georgia. I think Georgia's going to stop that run somehow. They're going to make 
O'Leary beat him other than than Ray Davis. So that couldn't have been one of my chaotic games. You just got so many different games out there that are just crazy. You got Oregon State and Cal. You got DJ, Uwe. Mm-hmm. My man over there that y'all were so glad to run out of Clemson. Um, and then you got LSU and Missouri. Well, I mean, I don't. That's going to be fun. That's going to be a tough game because I don't see. Uh, it's going to be tough for LSU to lose two in a row, but it could be two road losses that they lose to because number 21 is Missouri. Here's why I don't like SEC. It's like anytime you have a big game, like Kentucky hadn't been ranked all year, and then they play number one Georgia, and you got to throw a 24, 25 ranking just so it makes a top 20 matchup. I'm not so much for that. But um, like I said, it's you got a good week of football. I'm, I will definitely watch Texas, Oklahoma. That'll be the game of the week for me. Uh, but I, I'm going to go ahead and just mark them down real quick for you. He picked the one because, I mean, I, I don't even need the points in this one. I think Marshall goes to NC State, and I, I'm going to say they beat the brakes off of these boys, especially putting a new quarterback in. Yeah. I mean, this could get ugly. Seriously, no points. You keep your points. I'm going to take Marshall over NC State right off the bat. This is the one that's going to shock you. All year long I have watched Haynes King lead a Georgia Tech team play a pretty decent schedule and there's you know they go into it they're still i mean record wise they're still got something to play for um they're like what two and three something like that i think they go to miami and they pull the shocker i think they go down and that defense is going to put some on tyler van dyke that he hadn't seen yet miami's yet to play a really tough schedule a tough game that's what i was getting ready to say and and that for me that's it i mean tyler van dyke's a great quarterback but they just hadn't played anybody yet And, and like I said, Crystal Ball is still trying to, you know, roll his hands across that crystal ball and see what they got. So that's the other one. And then the last one I got, and I got to look it up now because I, I can't remember exactly who it is that they going to beat. I can't believe I forgot this one. You know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm going to go against my better judgment here. Be ready. You ready for this one? This is the chaotic that's going to call it because I've been wanting to pick this one for a while. I'm going to take Maryland at Ohio State. I picked that one the other night in the Pickums. Tulia, Tulia Tungvalu, Lola, however you say it, Tua's <laughs> little brother. He's playing but, phenomenal this year. But look at the points that Maryland is getting. Oh, yeah. I, mean, what, I, I don't I, use I, the, I know you don't use the points. I'm not going to use the points. When I was looking at the Pickums for the touchdown club tonight, and I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, I'm 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 gonna go Chris's chaos on this one. I'm taking Maryland and the point. I just you know Maryland's they're five and zero, oh, and I mean like yeah. I said, Ohio State's got Kyle McCord who's done everything he's yeah. got to do. They're running yeah. the football defensively. Ohio State just doesn't have it there this year. So uh-uh. I think that's that's the second one. The other one was UCLA, but I don't remember who they're playing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's well, Chris's uh, chaos for well, this coming uh, to, week. To talk just a little bit about a couple of them, the the Georgia, Kentucky game. What I want, you know, I want Georgia to come out and play a whole complete game. They haven't done that this year. It's either been the offense or the defense or a, a half a defense and a half offense. Put it all together one time. Now, I agree with you in the fact that I think Georgia's going to be able to stop. Ray Davis is not going to run all over Georgia like he did Florida. But can he make enough big plays? Well, I, th- I, th- I think he's going to – I think the Georgia defensive line is going to be tired of getting hit. Yeah. And I, th- I think, they, you know, if they can weather that Georgia storm offensively to begin with, uh, Kentucky was, is a really good second-half well, team. Well, they, and I they, think they, they come back and, and make this one a close one, if not the win. 
And, you know, the win last week at Auburn, Auburn should have won that ball game. I'm sorry. Auburn should have won that ball game. And, but Kirby's got that horseshoe. And, uh, <laughs> but that horseshoe might get turned up on this ear this week. I was really thinking that might be one of your chaos games. But uh, you, you think about it, like I said, I, I think if they just hadn't thrown that ranking at the end just yeah. to make it a top twenty five, top yeah. twenty matchup, I might would have taken it. Oh, it's UCLA beating Washington State on the road. Yeah. Chip Kelly finally coming in and doing some, you know, something strong up there at Washington State. Who is building a really good football team up there with Cam Ward and some of them guys up there? But uh, another one that I looked at was Furman Siddle, but. I mean, you're talking about, what, 4-0 and against an 0-5 team. Yeah, so, yeah. not this year for Coach Brent uh, for that. But, I mean, you know, Wofford's a team that's on the verge. I mean, like I said, they played a really tough schedule this year, and they just can't seem they got that Emerald mentality. They can't get the Viking ship routed. And as soon as they do, I mean, they've been in the last three games, and they've lost. So, anyway. Well, hopefully yeah, another game would be the Missouri-LSU game. Yeah. Missouri's playing well, but they haven't really paid anybody yet. You know, and everybody's starting to talk about them. And then, you know, we can't, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Arkansas. I mean. <laughs> K.J. Jefferson, the rest KJ, of the he, He's a big quarterback, but they're kind of like what you said with, with Emerald and some of these other teams. They just seem to be a little bit snake bit this year. and uh, Can't get over that hump. That's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. But. And, but this may be the week they get over it. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, Brady Cook is surprising me, man. Ever yeah. since that day at – um, just sitting in that it, the loose caboose and in the mist, which I love the mist. Y'all like walking up to the stadium. I ain't for that, but like I said, hey, let, let's give Stan a shout out here because his boys didn't sign an NL deal with a tin roof in Columbia this week. It happened on Monday, and that's the X Man Leggett. The XL, uh, you can get the XL. You get yeah. the XL, which I'm gonna tell you something. You bet be hungry because I I have had that's this a, already. That's a lot of food. It's a lot of food, and tin roof's a great place to go if you're in the business. So. <laughs> but uh, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, who you who would you pick? I'm going with Venables. I, I'm gonna I'm, tell you right now, I'm going with Venables in I'm, that game. I'm I'm kind of along with you on that. I, Texas has got a good ball club, and Sarkeesian is a good <laughs> coach. But Texas got a big head, right big now. head right now, and it's time for them to get slapped I, back down to re, to the real world. And then Oklahoma will get slapped back down to the real world. I don't know. I, I'm impressed with this Oklahoma team, man. I mean, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. All right. That does another fine week of uh, previews and predictions coming your way. We'll be back on Monday. Make sure to join us. We'll be on Sunday 103.5 for the Eagles in the Green Wave coming your way this coming Friday night. You can tune in and join us uh, for that broadcast as well. And then follow along on Monday. We'll recap everything uh, from high school and college and get ready for that big Tuesday matchup between App State and North Carolina. And I want, I want all those Greenwood <laughs> people to show me that, that y'all can make it to two games in a row. We packed out Berea. Berea made more money off Greenwood than they made off their own people. So let's go to, let's go up to Easley and make I challenge it on the let, Greenwood let, side. I challenge yeah, them. Let, I say, let's, hey. make, let's turn the, the Easley home field advantage to a Greenwood home field advantage. And it advantage. could it could easily do it. I mean, I, yeah. I was stunned by the number of people up there from Greenwood. Yeah. All right. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you on the other side to begin another week. This is Lakeland Sports Guys. <laughs>